FOMC minutes coming later today, and stock investors might want to brace themselves as the latest tone has been a little bit more hawkish following some better-than-expected data and some warmer-than-expected inflation. Joining us, Cameron Dawson is going to walk us through the macro outlook, the chief investment officer at New Edge Wealth. Cameron, good morning. Welcome back. Good morning to you, Oliver. So we've got a bit of a situation here. Uh, should investors be alarmed? Is the bear market rally turning back around? We got rates moving, we got the dollar moving. It's starting to look a lot like last year's problems again. Yeah, I think you're exactly right, which is this is very reminiscent of what happened in August, which is that the Fed kept talking hawkish, bond markets eventually listened, and equities were late to the game and pricing in a higher for longer rate path and higher yields. And so that's exactly what's been happening over the past few days. And we had been concerned that equities were ignoring this message. As yields pushed to, towards new highs, equities remained at very elevated valuations essentially creating a risk that valuation compression would eventually happen as long as rates remained elevated. So I think that what we'll continue to have to watch is data coming in. If it continues to come in stronger, hotter, more resilient than expected, that keeps the upward pressure on rates and thus downward pressure on those equity valuations, which again, are still hovering near prior cycle highs. The uh, talk of the town right now, is that we should be calling the situation no landing, not a soft landing, not a hard landing. Uh, on some uh, ways, I feel like it's a brilliant description. On the other ones, I feel like it's kind of ridiculous. So where do you stand? What should we call this uh, state we're in? Well, I think we should call it a process, which is that just because the data isn't falling off a cliff today doesn't mean that we won't eventually have some kind of landing. It simply takes time for higher rates to work their way through the economy. And so as much as we'd like to see the outcome immediately in front of us, I think what likely happens is that as data comes in better, it essentially pushes out the prospect of an eventual landing. So it's not the first half of 23, maybe not even the second half of 23. A recession could be more of a 24 story simply because it does take time for higher rates to work their way through the real economy. Is that uh, ultimately the unavoidable destination, uh, which is that a deeper slowdown? Are we in that catch 22 kind of no matter what happens? I mean, is there a way out? That's the problem I kind of have with the no landing scenario is that seems like if the data remains aloft and uh, strong, then we're going to keep getting the Fed to push. And for the Fed, just judging by history, they push us into recession. And is there any other outcome besides that one? Is it an eventuality? Well, the only exception to that outcome where the Fed pushes and then we don't have some kind of recession was, of course, 1994. And, and what happened in the late 90s was a massive productivity boom. So really, the only thing that could save us from that outcome of having some kind of landing, whether it's shallow or deep, would be some kind of big boom in productivity. But it's hard to see or imagine that in the near term simply because of the tightness of the labor market. So we do think that eventually economic weakness is going to come, but the timing of that remains very uncertain simply because it is a process, again, to get those higher rates to move through the real economy. Okay, uh, that's very interesting. Uh, uh, what should we be looking for to know if that's happening? Uh, 
how will we know if we're getting a productivity boom? I mean, we've been surprised by so much the last couple of years. I guess that to your point, we should keep our uh, eyes open to even uh, the least uh, probable or smallest uh, percentage outcomes. How do we know if something like that is happening? Maybe you only know it in hindsight. Um, you know, I don't recall if people were calling in 1995 that they had great certainty that we were in the midst of a productivity boom at that time. Sure. Of course, you want to watch technology and see how actually impactive it can be to productivity. Of course, there's a lot of hype and traditional hype cycles around AI right now, but it's hard to tell exactly in the near term how much that could contribute to better productivity, better margins, better output in the the economy. So maybe it is judged in hindsight, which makes it difficult to, to really predict or latch onto as a forecast in the near term. It's true. I guess so. Productivity usually comes from tech. We kind of did have a tech productivity uh, boom, arguably during COVID. So maybe it's uh, uh, come and gone already. Let's talk some earnings to that point, uh, Cameron. Thinking about what we just got from this season and going forward, how do the earnings estimates line up to the recession odds? Is there a possibility here that uh, stocks maybe could earn their way into valuations, or is it more likely to be the opposite? Uh, earnings decline further, and that creates a problem. Well, I think the most interesting takeaway from the fourth quarter earnings season is on margin compression, which is that we saw revenues grow about 5%, but earnings fell about 4%. And that's because we saw 100 basis points of margin compression. Essentially, margins are coming off of their post-COVID highs, which really was a function of incredibly strong sales growth, which allowed companies to raise prices and thus have record all-time high margins. Now, it's important to remember that when we look at that EPS estimate for 2023, the street still has about 100 basis points of margin expansion baked in, meaning that they're expecting margins to go to new all-time highs in 2023. That's likely the biggest pain point for earnings estimates this year, which is that even if revenues don't fall off a cliff because we don't have a recession, there's still possibility for earnings declines simply because of that margin compression. Hmm. So where does that um, steer you in conversations uh, with clients, the team at New Edge Wealth, talking with uh, everyday folks and uh, investors who obviously are pretty battered after last year, bruised up. Bonds didn't work. Stocks didn't work. We start off this year hoping maybe at least bonds will work, but I'm not sure if that is playing out. So uh, do we expect a repeat of last year? Or what's the uh, action people should be taking when we're thinking about kind of a traditional 60-40 approach? Yeah, it is interesting that you noted that all of the gains in bonds from the beginning of the year have essentially been round-tripped in the last three weeks. Wow. And so we don't expect the kind of decline in bonds, a similar decline in bonds in magnitude in 2023 like we had in 2022, simply because the majority of the Fed's hiking cycle is already behind us. We've already gone from zero to 4.75. We won't have a similar magnitude move, but that doesn't mean that you can buy bonds blindly. We do think that there's still risk that credit spreads widen, mostly if we actually do see economic weakness. And of course, as you're seeing today, duration's getting hit pretty hard simply because there's upward pressure on yields from higher inflation, as well as better growth data. But then when we think about the equity side of things, we've been sticking with our quality bias. It's caused us to lag to start this year because you've seen big rallies, rallies in speculative 
very high growth, high valuation parts of the market. But our preference is in an uncertain economy, stick with companies with good returns on invested capital, good free cash flow, strong balance sheets. Because if the Fed stays higher and tighter for longer, liquidity stays tighter for longer, these high quality companies really will be the best beneficiaries and the best able to navigate this kind of environment. All right. Uh, Cameron, always appreciate the walkthrough here. Thanks a lot and a good macro beginning for our conversation on a Fed-driven day. Good to see you. Thank you so much. Cameron Dawson is Chief Investment Officer at New Edge Wealth. Bond gains erased for the year. Drama certainly is heightening here ahead of the FOMC later on today.